Welcome to the Gamers Inn. Come on in, pull up a chair next to the fire. Looks like you've had a long journey. I'm your host, Ryan, and joining me this week is my co-host, Lou, from Zombies Ate My Podcast. How's it going, Lou? It's going. This is weird. I'm going to talk about video games and not zombies. That's true. You know, uh, Jocelyn is out this week. We're recording a little late, so apologies to those that were looking at the feed. We also weren't here last week. I had some family stuff uh, that I had to take care of. So we are making up for it by being here. And uh, Lou and I, behind the scenes, have been talking about uh, getting a chance to talk about the Steam Deck. Because uh, you have one. And I'm so stoked to talk about it. Yeah. Um, I-, I managed to pre-order it. Uh, I did, did like like thousands of other people, I was lined up on, on the day of that they were going to announce it. And I hit the button and it said, sorry, cannot comply with your order. Sorry, cannot comply with your order. Sorry, cannot comply with the order. And then like the fifth time I pushed the button, it said order confirmed. And then I proceeded to talk to a bunch of my friends that were trying to pre-order them. And all of them were like, yeah, no, it took me an hour. And I got in in the first five minutes. Um, I did not get the first batch. I got the second or mine was the second week that um second or third week that they sent them out um i had mine before march awesome yeah um you know when the steam deck was announced i was immediately intrigued because i love playing pc games i just hate playing them on a pc uh so so should so should we explain to the audience what a steam deck is or do we think they know what it know what it is they likely know, but it's it it doesn't hurt to always you know start from the top. So like, what do we got? So since your audience doesn't know me, the thing I will say is, um, I had an old gaming laptop that I was playing all my games on, and it was turning about five years old. And new stuff coming out was either chugging on it or it wasn't running at all. So I had about five or six games I'd gotten through Steam bundles and stuff that I mean humble bundles and stuff that weren't gonna run on my my laptop. And so I was in the vein of either building a new PC, which is the prices are getting out of control, or getting another gaming laptop if I could find one in that was affordable. And then they announced the Steam Deck, and it was cheaper than the laptop I wanted to buy, and way cheaper than building a desktop. And so I said, you know, most of the time when I play my games, I'm sitting on the couch watching TV with my wife, hence why I use a laptop. This Steam Deck seemed like a no-brainer for me. You know, I thought I could continue to use my regular laptop for uh, normal stuff, like browsing the internet or whatever, and I could play games on my Steam Deck. And they said that their goal was to make it 100% compatible with all your games on your Steam library. Spoiler, it's not. Uh, But that number gets better every day. Um, So it doesn't run on Windows. It is... Uh, slightly bigger than a um, slightly bigger than a, a Nintendo Switch. It's heftier than a Nintendo Switch. It weighs about a half a pound more. Um, it has two trackpads on each side, two analog sticks, and then all the other regular buttons and stuff that you expect from a from a controller. Um, there's a Steam button instead of a Windows button, and if you push that, it brings up a side menu where you can switch games or do whatever. Um, there's also another button you can press and uh, it brings up a thing and you can even have your frame rate and how much juice you're using playing your game and draining the battery. You can have all of that on screen while you're playing the game. Nice. Um, uh, it all runs off Linux. 
It runs off a version of Linux called Proton, which is designed to run Windows software. Um, I'm not joking when I tell you this. At least I play I play games on it pretty much every night, and about every two to three days, I get a, a an update that forces me to re reboot the machine because they're doing a a, a a a systems update. And every update, basically, more games from my library become available to play on this on my deck um i buy a lot of games <laughs> so my uh, uh, ryan knows this my library is about 1800 games on steam um and out of my 1800 games which i won't lie probably about 800 of them are garbage games anyway that i just got in a bundle that i'm never gonna play but i redeemed the codes anyway um of my of the games available to me on my steam deck there's four cat four categories. Um, they list games that play 100% with no problems are listed as play uh, as as verified. If the game is playable, but there's some workarounds you might need to do, like you might need to do keyboard commands. If you push the Steam button and your X button at the same time, it will bring up a a, a touchscreen keyboard for you to enter in like the name of your character and stuff. It will do stuff like that. Um, that. If you have to do things like that, they list them as playable, but there's a workaround. Um, and then there's unverified games, meaning they're, I mean, unchecked games, which means they're, they, 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 they haven't decided whether or not they're playable or not playable yet. And then there's a set, the fourth category is not playable, uh, meaning that the game won't run. There's bugs, there's crashes, there's problems, there's some kind of issue. Um, and out of my 1800 games, uh, about 700 run on my Steam Deck without are in the two first two categories. Um, about 350 are in the, the verified category and like the other 350 are in the playable category. Um, if I load it without uh, with the things that haven't been checked, because you can install games that are not verified or not checked. Um, I've done that a couple times. I have three or four games that actually run. I'm waiting for them to get verified status, but they are 100% playable. Uh, the Castlevania Collection and the Castlevania Advanced Collection are both 100% playable, but they're not verified yet. Um, uh, those, they will let you install stuff like that. And out of that, my I have about 1,600 games if I can install stuff that's not uh, verified or playable. Right. So that like that brings up a, a good question is, you know, I know you have a large catalog of games, but in your experience with the last, you know, couple months with the system, have you tried to run a game that you wanted to play and, and had any issues or has it just really been any game you want to play? Like you're not seeking out one that doesn't work, but you're 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 just playing 95 percent of the time. My games run without any hitches as long as they're in the first two categories. Mm -hmm. um, I had gotten the just before it arrived, I had gotten the Final Fantasy six pixel. I forget what the Square Enix calls it, but like the pixel perfect version or whatever that they just released. Um, and I'd been playing that on my laptop. And then all of the Final Fantasy pixel pi perfect editions for all the other games have all been verified or playable for the Steam Deck. So when six came out, I just assumed that it would be deck compatible and it 100% wasn't. Um, 
it crashed on me the first two times I tried to play it. Then at one point I got it to load, but I had to play the game with a touch screen instead, which the game was not designed to be played with a touch screen. Um, and I just gave up on it. And then about a week later, two weeks later, they they released an update that made the game playable. Um, uh, so uh, there's that. Um, once in a while, something will be listed as playable or verified, and I've had issues with it. Um, I played Metal Gear Solid Five for a while on it, um, and the game itself played great. Sometimes I had issues with cutscenes, uh, where the cutscene wouldn't load or the cutscene would play at a, the wrong frame rate, and the cutscene would either play too slow or too fast. And it was it they they, they were just weird bugs. Um, supposedly some of those have been fixed but i've already uninstalled it and moved on to play other stuff um right. but it, it, like i said it runs 100 on linux there is a button when you push the steam the steam button there is an option to take yourself to desktop i have never even bothered with that um it but apparently when you do it brings you to a linux desktop it will let you br use a browser and uh install other things um uh there is a workaround so you can install the epic game store um, I haven't bothered to do that because while, but while I have a bunch of Epic games, um, it, most of the stuff I have on Epic, I haven't bought a, I've only bought one game on that, on their storefront ever. Uh, everything else has just been their free giveaway every week, every Thursday. And, uh, I have most of those games already on my Steam account, so I haven't felt obliged to do that. Um, I've been just happy with using it just as the system itself and using the steam interface um there are people that you can install windows on it um everybody i've talked to that has done the windows install has regretted it immediately and said it wasn't worth the effort and they go back to the steam option the the, the steam os option um it, every time somebody re talks about it, i'm just worried personally about bricking it you know what right. i mean uh, that's eh. I went through too many bricked consoles and I paid too much for this to, 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 to mess around with it and brick it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So a hundred percent. I mean, if you've got, it sounds like a majority of your experiences are running just fine on it. So, and you're not, I know you're not a game pass subscriber, so. Supposedly there's a workaround to get game pass on it too. Oh. I, uh, there is. Um, and apparently Microsoft is working with valve to make that available at some point. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't be surprised if if you get a not a native app, but at least an official like you can install this on the Steam OS, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and again, you know, I, I everything I've played with it, like I'm playing Elden Ring on it right now, and El Elden Ring. The first time I installed it because it was listed as a verified game. Um, first time I ran it, I had it crash on me in the game three times. I'm like, this isn't verified. What it's what's wrong with you? There was apparently an uh, just before I bought the game, there was an update to the OS, and the OS uh, reversed something that made Elden Ring play. And the next day, they literally released a new update that fixed the fixed the bug I had the night I bought Elden Ring. Um, so Valve is working on this thing like daily. Like I said, I get I feel like I get a new OS build almost every day. Hmm. Yeah, I know they're working very hard. Uh, on on the OS and um, there might even be I think they had said like their intent is to perfect it on on the deck and then look to port that look and feel over to big picture mode which is the previous rendition of like Steam 
done up to be a console thing. I will say this. Um, I've never been a fan of big picture mode. Um, I've used it before because I did have, um, uh, what was the, I had a steam link at one point. Um, and, uh, that, the, that, if that was hardwired, it worked awesome. If that was not hardwired, it worked like crap. Um, I think nowadays it might do better, um, with the steam link, but I think, uh, that was, that was a proof of concept. I mean, I got mine for 10 bucks Yeah, because steam was trying to unload them. And I was like, for 10 bucks, even if it doesn't do what I want it to do, I'll get one just to pl- mess around with. Um, and I ended up using it because you could there was a there was a function in it where you could stream your laptop or your desktop to your TV without um, without uh, uh, needing steam running at all. So you could just stream your windows to your to your de- to your link. And I used to use it to watch movies and stuff that uh, were on various websites. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I uh I've actually had a lot of experience with big picture mode both with uh the Steam Link and a computer I have plugged into my TV in the living room and I think the best thing it offered was the ability from within a game to hit the Xbox button or in the case of a Steam controller the Steam button, bring up that UI, look at achievements, chat with your friends, stuff like that. And it's it's dated though. It works, but it's dated. I think they haven't touched it in a okay. while. So my biggest fear with this mm-hmm. when I bought it was I had a Steam controller. I hate it. <laughs> um, a lot of people liked the touchpads. Um, when they, it, the Steam controller's touchpads are indented so that they run curved inside. And for some reason, every time I would use them while playing a game, it would make my cursor dip when I would get to the middle. And I and it, it, it made it, it literally took me out of games. Um, uh, when I would try to, you used to have to use the the triggers to click for mouse clicks, and it never worked right for me. Um, uh, like I played stuff with my Steam controller for maybe two afternoons, and then it went into a it went into a drawer, and I pretty much haven't touched it since. Uh, I was really really sad about it, and so my biggest fear with this was that this was going to be like my Steam controller and I was going to be miserable. And I can tell you right now, not my experience at all. The touchpads that they've used on, that they use on this, they're all calibrated correctly. I don't run into any of the issues I had with the controller. Um, uh, I've even played FTL with this. And FTL is not designed to be played with a controller, so you have to use the touchpads for everything. And the way FTL was, if you've ever played FTL, you have to pause by pressing the space bar and you can use the mouse to click and move your guys around the ship and you, and assign attacks to the enemy incoming ships and things like that while you're commanding a, 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 a spaceship, basically. And it's one of my favorite games to sit on the couch and play when I'm just watching TV and I'm bored. And I decided to try it on my deck. And I had to use the touchpad to to do all the cursor moving. And I was expecting to hate it. I played through four or five runs of the game with my deck. And it wasn't as easy as it is playing on my um, on my laptop. But it was definitely doable. Like more so it was it was as doable as playing it on my phone. Right. Um, 
it's it's interesting. Like Steam has done, Valve has done a lot of work uh, previous to the deck coming out from the software side, where they are building, um, you know, custom uh, input setup where like you can have uh, any game. And any game can have like as many profiles loaded onto the internet that people create to basically say like a good example was inscription, um, no controller support. However, through Steam OS, you could import a controller mapping that basically made the game playable with a control. I played the whole thing with a controller, even though it didn't technically support controllers. So like that's a it's really awesome. I've always liked going with the default choice. When it comes to picking the controller setup, whatever the Steam itself recommends, um, I've had mixed experience with using other people's controller setups. Um, once or twice they've worked really well, and once or twice they haven't. Um, st- the deck makes it very, very easy. Um, if you push a button, there's a thing where you can click a controller. It, there's a, like a controller icon. If you click that, you can change your profiles almost on the fly. Yeah. I, I think that Steam kind of like brings in the highest profiles. Well, if they don't have like a specifically recommended yep. one, but all of yep. that work went into basically making a lot of these Steam games, you know, uh, user curate or user uh, you, the compatibility was user sourced, right? Like it was all done yep. through just having the tools available for people to say, "Yeah, you can you can build this game with a controller, no problem." And I think it goes a long way to bring these games, you know, fully into the compatibility of, of the Steam Deck. I think as long as, and that's the other, isn't it a touchscreen too? Like it, it's a touchscreen as well. It's a touchscreen. It's got two track pads, two analog sticks. One of the fun parts was, is I was playing something the other day. I can't remember what it was. Um, and instead of letting me use the trackpad, it let me move the mouse cursor around with an analog stick. And, uh, it was so smooth and so easy. I was like, wow, I wish a lot of games gave me this option. Um, it was something weird that I was just trying to see if it worked. I can't remember what game it was. And I don't have my I don't have my deck in front of me right now. Um, but I ended up playing through something and it was all mouse clicks and using uh, the analog stick. And I, I, that was the only game I've played where that was an option. Um, and again, Every it, the thing updates every day, and they're constantly adding stuff. One of my biggest, uh, I bought mine knowing that hey, even if only a hundred of my six of my eighteen hundred games is available, it's a start. You know what I mean? That was kind of my my takeaway when they li- when when Valve listed what was going to be available at launch or shortly after launch. It, it a lot of the games I really wanted to play. Like I had I've had control for almost a year on steam but my laptop wouldn't run it uh every time i tried to play it it just ran like crap so i waited and i will tell you this it does run on run on my deck it runs good but it's the it's some of it's the game itself is a little slow and then some of it is the deck it pushes the deck to its limit yeah um much in the way elden ring does uh elden ring runs really well um my only gripe with elden ring is when you're in the menu looking at your character stats, some of those numbers are a little tiny. And I can't tell you if that's a one or a seven or a nine or a six or a nine or an eight, but I can kind of get, I get the gist of what the numbers is that it's telling me. Like what it is the number that tells you how many runes you have. And it's like 12 digits long. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know how many runes I have. That's fine. 
you know, the, the, and it's nothing that's majorly important that's going to change the game. I still know that my strength is 20 or my dex is 20 and whatnot. I can read that number easy. It's everything else that's a, that, that has like nine digits that gets difficult. I think like uh, for me, when I think about what would be, and I, I guess I should full disclosure, uh, Ashley's not here. I, I So she, she's not going to hear this, but uh, I've been thinking about pre-ordering for a while only because it's like a $6 down Canadian. You can cancel. You don't have to buy the steam deck. You just basically buy into your, into the line. Um, and I did go with the, as you suggested, the, the high end one, like, I think it's, yep. I think it's like 820 Canadian and yep. the biggest difference, like the guts are the same in terms of like what, what makes the games, um, run. There's, there's, there's three things that are different. Mm-hmm. The starting model only has a 64 gigabyte uh, drive. It's the same kind of technology that's in uh, the drive is the same 64 gigabyte style drive that's in your switch. Um, uh, the second one is a 256 MVME drive. Um, and then the third one is a 512 MVME drive. But you also get an anti-glare screen. And uh, not only are the hard drives incrementally larger they're also incrementally faster um that sounded awesome to me but i will say this um i also bought a 512 memory card because it does take uh micro memory cards the tiny tiny ones that go in your phone um and i put a 512 memory card in it i use both um i install my smaller titles on the memory card um and all my larger titles on the hard drive uh, the hard drive does run faster than the memory card, but uh, my experience playing with the memory card is that it's faster by about maybe five seconds. Um, I've tried install. One of the things I did when I first bought it was I tried installing the same game on one drive and then playing it and then trying to install the game on the memory card and seeing how it loaded differently. And when you get a load screen on the hard drive, if the game might take five seconds. When you loaded it on the memory card rather than the hard drive, instead of five seconds, it might have been eight to ten. So it is faster, but it wasn't. It wasn't like I was sitting around waiting for things to load that I wasn't that 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 wasn't going to be waiting to load on the hard drive too. Right. Yeah. I I think like uh, for for me with with the Steam Deck, I think what really made me interested was I I want the the same thing with the Switch is like I want the ability to just hit a button boots up i start playing my game that was put in rest mode and oh i I, i've got to go do something else hit that power button set it down to me like that sounds awesome in comparison to when you're playing a pc game it's like okay i gotta like you know set up the monitor plug it plug in the keyboard (laughs) the only thing i will say about the sleep mode and wake up mode is it depends on the game your uh uh your experiences may vary um i can put elden ring to sleep but when i wake it up because that game is almost always connected it does act wonky when i wake it up from sleep if i if i leave it if i if i put it to sleep um most of my experiences have been wonderful with that i haven't Mm. had any issues um the other thing you will experience too um because i do play games on my laptop still um, I'm st- I'm playing through Pathfinder, uh, uh, Pathfinder: Wrath of the Righteous, 
And um, I found that when I was messing around with it on my Steam Deck, and then I messed around with it on my laptop, uh, my deck information didn't carry over to the laptop. And so I had to like redo some, a portion of the game. Um, and that's fine. That's not a big deal. Um, it was only, it was only like maybe 20 minutes of gameplay that I had to replay. Uh, but your, your experiences may vary. Um, when I bought mine, my goal was not that I was going to have my entire Steam library available. There was, I wanted to play things like Control. Um, one of the things that I was super disappointed for is, um, I love the Persona games and I have Persona 4 Golden. Um, and I've, played it a little bit on my laptop and it runs fine that game runs on it's an old ps2 game that they've upresed it should run on everything but the and and even steam touted that they were hoping it would run on the deck it should run no problem and when i got my deck it was one of the first games that was listed as unplayable and so i was like well that's a bummer and lo and behold last week they announced oh no it's not unplayable anymore it's a verified uh a verified game so just because something was has been listed as unplayable does not mean it won't get moved to playable or verified status. Mm. Yeah, like uh, I think um, with the Steam Deck, and I mean, for those that are wondering if you're like me, if you've sat here for months hemming and hawing as to whether you wanted to pre-order, um, right now you're looking at, you know, after Q3, October 2022, no matter what model you order. And they're sending they're sending more every week and the numbers are going up every week as to how many they're they're releasing. Um apparently the one of the reasons why they've released it in such slow batches is they wanted to make sure that they were basically if you got it first, you were bug testing for them. Hmm. And so I, I get I, I get messages on the deck all the time. This game is listed as a verified game. What was your experience with it? We want your feedback. And then they give you a like a five-star pop-up. And then it gives you the option if you want to write in and tell them what was wrong with it or what worked, what didn't. And Steam is constantly updating that list. Um, I have a couple of games that were listed as playable that got moved to verified. And I have a couple of games that were listed as verified that got moved to playable status since I've had it. Yeah, I mean, and th that goes to another comment. The, the reason I kind of held off is like, ah, is this going to be like other consoles or other some hardware models where there is a revision um, every couple years? And I mean, Valve and their hardware really hasn't done revisions. They they usually do nope. one um, and support it, right? I'm because I have one. I'm on a bunch of Steam Deck message boards and 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 Facebook groups and stuff. And the rumors floating around is that Valve does plan on releasing another one, mm -hmm. uh, but that th they're really focused on this right now. This is a success for them. This is a hit. Um, and that if they do plan on doing a Steam Deck 2, it would be three, four years down the road. And that they would continue to support this. They do not want to remove support from this. That has been one of the things they've stated. This is not going to be something that in five years they're going to say, oh, yeah, support for this is done. Right. I think like one of the biggest critiques people had at launch with the review systems was, uh, you know, the battery life and the fan yep. sound. I, I, I will say this. Battery life varies depending on the game you're running. But there's also other functionality that you can turn off that extends the battery life or shortens the battery life 
Um, if I'm playing something like Elden Ring, I'm usually plugged in. Um, I have a plug next to me right on my couch where I'm sitting, and I will usually just plug my deck in while I'm playing Elden Ring. But if for some reason I go in the kitchen or I go to my bedroom and I'm playing, um, I probably get two to three hours playing Elden Ring before I before I get the warning bell telling me my battery's draining or almost out. Um, playing uh, Final Fantasy VI Pixel Perfect Edition or whatever it's called, um, I've gotten eight hours between six and eight hours. Wow, that's good. Um, I mean, that's an old Super Nintendo game, so it's not going to be draining the battery that hard anyway. Um, I've also played one of the other games I've been playing on it because someone got it for me recently was Rogue Book. It's a card based uh, uh, Slay the Spire style game. And um, it was listed as verified. So someone gave it to me uh, for my birthday last month. And so I was playing that. And the first time I booted it up, even though it was listed as verified, uh, the OS had my, I hadn't rebooted my OS. And so the game ran like crap. And I was really mad. I was like, this is supposed to be verified. What the hell? And then uh, I rebooted the system and boom, all of a sudden, all this, the button commands that were missing were there. The game played exactly the way it was supposed to. And I was like, oh, and I've played that a bunch on my deck. Cool. And I mean, those experiences, Rogue Book, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy VI Pixel Edition, like those are the type of games that I, I'm buying this for is to play the smaller titles. Like I get a lot of codes both through Humble Bundle or from, from the companies themselves for review codes. Like one of the ones I'm playing now that I'll likely talk about in the coming weeks is uh, Rogue Legacy 2. I would love to be able to play that on the go. I'm, I'm loading up. I'm on my laptop here while mm -hmm. we're talking. I'm loading up uh, my my library right now so that i can yeah I, I think it's it's compatible it's it's one of those things where i i and you know i'm i'm really interested in like how like setting something up where i can like set it down and quickly plug it in through like a us or a USB-C hub for the tv like essentially just having and i know you can get these but having like a console like experience for pc games for your audience as you should know is i have I don't have a PS5 or a, or the new Xbox. Mm -hmm. um, I have a PS4. It's sitting down here in my office collecting dust, unplugged into anything. Um, uh, I disconnected it probably like a year, year and a half ago, and uh, I haven't played anything on it. I mean, I love, I, I like Sony. Sony makes good, good games. Their hardware is fine, but I've found that when games, new games come out, they're almost always more expensive on console and I always in in consoles are to me always cost a bunch of money. And then once they move on, they lose support. I mean, I have a bunch of PlayStation three and Xbox 360 games. I don't even have access to my 360 library anymore. My, my Xbox 360 account was deleted because Xbox said I was, I didn't use it enough and they deleted my account. What? <laughs> that sounds yeah, insane. No, I, uh, well, uh, well, after my 360, I didn't buy an Xbox One, and I disconnected my 360, and then I didn't touch it for five years. And then when I turned on my 360, it was like, yeah, your account doesn't exist anymore. Hmm. And all the games I bought on my Xbox, they're gone. Wow. Apparently, there's a way for me to get them back, but I like have to turn on the console. I have to call Microsoft. It's a whole ha hassle. And I went, you know what? I don't really care enough. 
And 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 I've been I've always been a big proponent of I like the disc, I like the disc, I like the disc. But you know, Valve has always treated me really nice. And like I said, I have eighteen hundred games. Um I never pay full price for anything. Uh you Ryan can verify this. I am the <laughs> ultimate cheapskate. Um if I can find a way to pay uh buy a game for pennies on the dollar, I will. Um There'll be something that's the game I really want to play. It's brand new, and I will sit around and wait six months to a year until it drops the price to twenty bucks from sixty, and then I'll buy it. Um, and so my library is full of stuff that I never paid full price for. And while I have a lot of Switch games, Nint- Nintendo games never drop in price. And I'll spend sixty bucks on a brand new Nintendo game, play it four or five times, and then never play it again. Mm-hmm. And and if I'm going to spend that kind of money. I'd rather get a dozen games, and that's why my Steam library is so large. You know, yeah. Humble Bundle puts out a new thing every month. They're humble, they're humble monthly, and then they do their bundles every month. And you know, I've picked up for twelve bucks. I uh, for the monthly, I get you know somewhere between six and twelve new games every month, and I didn't pay more than twelve bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think like for me when you look at like you talk about playing Elden Ring on it, it's awesome that those games will run and Elden Ring is a perfect example of a game that has come out in the last uh, five months that you're playing on the steam deck. It works. It runs in a way that is playable. Um, And it sounds like it's, it's beyond that. It's, it's, it's an enjoyable experience. And I think like for me, when I look at games like Elden Ring and control, like I have those other consoles hooked up to the TV, like the Xbox and, and then the PS5, um, I have the ability to remote play them on tablets and stuff with Bluetooth controllers. And I'm sure there's probably a way to to remote into the remote them to the Steam Deck as well through like a browser or whatever. Um, but you know, that being said, like that's likely where I'll continue to play those games is on the Switch, on the consoles, but like smaller, you know, not even indie games, but just smaller experiences you know, not so, you know, um, taxing on the hardware, like Rogue Book, um, Rogue Legacy uh, 2. Uh, I was, I've was i been playing Rune King as well, although that one's on, on the Epic Game Store, but again, is also available on Steam. Like those type of games where I just want to like, I don't want to have to set up a whole thing. I get it. Like I sound like Old Man Murph when it comes to PC gaming. Another issue I have is that I spend all day in my office for work and then I spend more time in my office doing podcasting. And I often I had to move the PC for gaming into the living room in order to actually, you know, start using it again because Um, you don't want to be in the office anymore. I don't I really don't like it. I don't I, I joked with I was on a conference call with some from some new students that were joining our team and and I had said I'd said to them, I was like, you know, I love working on a laptop because if I ever get sick of this room and I really don't want to get sick of this room, I love my office. I can just like take it into the living room or go into the basement or go on in the patio. And I need to get, I, I can't be in here, uh, you know, as much as people joke, you know, uh, family members and such like, Oh, Ryan, you're always in your office. You're always, it's like, no, I, I really, you know, don't want to be in here all the time. And I think a steam deck would be, absolutely perfect and the fact that you say like it's it gets longer battery life for like the lower taxing games like yep now don't get me wrong i think it is awesome if you got like a brand new game like uh like elden ring that you really want to play any chance you get and it, and it has those uh, save syncs working really well 
it sounds awesome to be like, I have a half hour. Let me see if I can get a little further in Elden Ring, try to beat that boss. And I'm not going to go through the hassle of setting up the computer. And, and so I'll just play it on my Steam Deck and, until I have a, a larger chunk of time to play. That sounds really appealing, you know? And, uh, and, and I know there's like a docking system that you can set up through like any hub. It will use a, uh, a dock that uh, any docking station, I guess, that you want to use, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not tried docking it to anything because um, I don't have one, but Valve is supposed to be releasing a dock soon, uh, sometime this summer, I believe. Right. Um, I plan on getting one. Um, from what I understand from people who have done it, um, it only outputs to about 1080p. Um, on the screen that you're using when you play games, it is not 1080p, it is 800p. So it's slightly better than 720. Um, but because the screen is so small, you couldn't, I couldn't tell the difference between that and seven and, and, and 1080p, honestly. Mm-hmm. And Valve said, and, and Valve said the decision to do that was it, 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 it freed up, um, that they saw only like, like a 5% increase in graphic quality by going from the, the, it saves your battery like 20% basically by, by them doing 800 P. But some of the games will let you go in and adjust those settings. So you can change them if you want. I use everything on the default setting. I am not a guy that likes to go in and mess with settings. No, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a person that wants to go in there and and fiddle with settings either. I, I'm more than happy. Yeah. Oh, honestly, my biggest fear with this whole thing was that I was going to be tweaking settings on every game I wanted to play. And I was going to spend more time messing with it than I was actually playing games on it. And in all honesty, this is as pick up and play as my switches. And that was, that was kind of my, that was my, that was the thing I was the most worried about. Yeah. Oh, that, that sounds awesome. And I mean, like if stock continues to go well and, you know, maybe Q3, October, 2022, like, you know, slips into like early fall, that sounds perfect to me. I, I'm in no rush to have one. Um, I'm glad I finally, you know, just said, you know, I'll put the pre-order in. I think like my concern was the second I bought a pre-order or or the second I actually ordered a unit was the second Nintendo says like, hey, a Switch Pro is coming. Um, so I really need to uh, stop buying, you know, uh, consoles. <laughs> so. uh, well, but, but that's been my thing is, is I always feel like I get burned since the since the 360 era that, you know, Sony moves on and then they forget about all the games you bought on your PlayStation 3 and they don't want to do backwards compatible. And I'll be honest, I have a ton of games on my Steam library that like, you know, uh, my Steam account was created when Half-Life 2 came out. You know what I mean? Because you couldn't play Half-Life 2 without a Steam account. Yeah. And so I've had a Steam account a long freaking time. And I still have some games that I bought back in the day on Steam that I would love to play once in a while. Something will hit the mood and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I haven't played that game in 10 years. Oh, my God. Uh, Let's go play that. And... I can't do that with some of my PlayStation games. You know what I mean? Uh, I love the Yakuza series, and I only can play the Yakuza series because Sega decided to remaster a bunch of them and put them on on PC. If I wanted to play Yakuza 1, 2, 3, I I have to go boot up my PS2 
2 or my PS3 to play it. And e even then, some of those games might not be playable because they don't they don't support the patches that they've released anymore. There's there's so many things that that, that my consoles have become bricks. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I, I definitely and, understand that. And 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 PC stuff has always been. I've moved more. I used to be a very hard console guy, and I've moved more and more to PC as PC games became more affordable. And you know, like I said, I've been gaming on a laptop for the last like two years, three years. And my gaming laptop was not that powerful. I just didn't play super high end stuff. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, for those wondering at home, if if uh, if you are looking at a Steam Deck and you're the Steam Deck hub isn't available yet, but like I have, and and I love the idea of a of a gaming laptop. I've always since college for the last you know ten fifteen years, I I've switched to Macs um, for laptops, and uh, which is I'm would never switch back. I, I love, I love my Mac, but, um, they've recently changed it where like, uh, not recently, I guess it's been a while. I just, uh, this is a newer Mac. They don't, they don't have USB. It's all USB C. There's no other plugs on it. You have to have, a, uh, you essentially need a dongle. You need a hub and you can buy those, uh, hubs for like 20 bucks on Amazon, you know, and I, and I have one, it works. I'm using one right now, you know, uh, knock on wood. I'm not going to knock on wood cause you'll hear it on, on the podcast, but, uh, someone at home can do it for me. Like the, the mic is running through it. You know, the HDMI is running through it. It's exactly what you would need to just plug into the back of your steam yep. deck and, and you'd have a, a keyboard and, and, and I'll say this, like I'm not particularly impressed with the, um, the look of the dock for, cause again, like when you say dock, you, your mind immediately goes to the switch because it's, I find that, the revision that's going to happen with this hardware, it's going to target three things. It's going to target the battery life. It's going to target um, the fans and, and the heating situation. And it's going to target um, that dock because the way the dock is, is like, it's not like the switch where you just slot it in. It literally sits in a stand and there's a little cable that flips up around the top of the deck and plugs in at the top. Um, yep. It's, it's not, it's not as elegant as the switch. It works. It's fine. But like I saw that and I'm like, ah, oh, you guys, yo, it would have been really cool if you did it the other way. And originally, uh, originally the dock was going to have one USB 3.0 and then two USB 2.0 ports or something like that. And Valve has announced that that a bunch of the stuff that was going to be in it has been upgraded. They're going to all be USB 3 and there's going to be a USB C and and it's going to do it's supposed to do a bunch of stuff that they're they're uh uh their uh docking station um uh whether i buy it right away depends on how much the cost is if they say it's a hundred bucks then i'll probably wait for a sale or i'll wait till you know i see reviews on how well it is because i'm more than happy to just sit and play stuff in my hand um i would love to have a dock though so that i can load stuff up on my tv that sound that sounds like a good time to me but uh, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna buy another I'm not gonna treat it like buying another whole new console before I do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm I'm really stoked that we got a chance to talk about the Steam Deck because uh, I mean, in preparation for the show, I I essentially finally you know I I got the pre-order set up. So and I've been meaning to do it, and I know you and I have been talking about it, and I was finally like, you know what, I'm. 
I'm fine giving Valve six bucks to hold on to, <laughs> you know. I mean, I, I, I mean, when I put my money down, I was totally expecting that when the review info came out, when people got their preview builds, um, I was totally expecting that I was going to like go, nah, I'm not going to do what people are saying. It's crap. And a lot of the reviews were the, the, the review reviewers on it, depending on the outlet were complaining about things like battery life. Um, and I was like, I'm not planning on playing this on the bus. I'm planning on playing this on the couch or in bed. It's very easy for me to plug in at any point from those places. You know, um, like this weekend for Mother's Day, I'm going to my mother-in-law's house. And she has a big chair. And next to her chair is a wall outlet. I'm going to probably sit in that chair and play games while everybody else is watching TV. You know what I mean? And I can play something like Final Fantasy VI, and I can get six to eight hours before I have to plug in. Or if I want to play Elden Ring, I just got to plug in. You know? It, it, to me, it, it, it the battery thing was less of an issue. Uh, I read a lot of things. People were saying that, yeah, you can burn through a battery in an hour. And I was thinking to myself, yeah, you can if you turn up the frame rate. Um, most games run between, um, I'd say 45 and 60 frames. Um, I have the limiter on, uh, on mine unlocked. So it, when I check frame rates, it's usually at 60. Um, but you can also limit the frames to 60 and it increases your, I mean to 30 and it will increase your battery life. It's an option. You literally push a button and there's a slider. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like Valve's doing everything they can to address the feedback and I, and I think reviewers were were really fair and I, I was in the same boat where I, I figured as soon as those reviews would hit I would I would immediately be like oh okay I'm glad to wait but I and I am still um, happy to wait but and and again and again you're, you're depending on the game you're trying to play your experiences may vary um I really wanted to play the Mass Effect trilogy series on this um and when you do forewarning it makes you download Origin uh which was a weird experience <laughs> because Valve made Origin and everything load through Steam. Like, in the back end, you didn't see anything. All it did was pop up, and it went straight to my Origin account. And it, it didn't make me log into Origin or anything, because I was expecting it to do that. It didn't do any of that. Hmm. And I was like, this is weird. Um, And then it brought up the, the, the screen where you can pick between the three games. And I thought it was broken, because it wasn't letting me do anything it made me have to use the touch screen there. And so I clicked on the game I wanted and I hit play. And then as soon as I'm playing, I was playing for Mass Effect 2. As soon as Mass Effect 2 loaded, it was like playing it on my 360 again back in the day. Sweet. And all the controllers worked, but it, they, like I said, there was a little hiccup where you had to use the touch screen to pick the game you wanted and stuff. I, it, like, so your, your experiences may vary based on games. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. I uh, it sounds like it's a it's a great piece of hardware. I look forward to testing it out um, at some point later this year, uh, if not next year, depending on how stock goes and the whole chip shortage. But uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, let's move into the news. But before we do, I want to uh, give a shout out to our patrons, patreon.com slash 
the gamers in thank you so much for all the support that we get there our may patron that we want to shout out all month long is crv atv uh so thank you for the support we really do appreciate it we've got a whole bunch of folks to shout out we had a a huge uh list of folks join over the last month or so so we really appreciate the support uh, and uh, you can do so uh, if you want to join in on that fun. You can go to Patreon.com/slash/TheGamersIn. Moving into the news, though, uh, you know we don't have a lot of time, but we'll cover some of some some of the big stuff here, which uh, includes the fact that Blizzard has unveiled their new mobile game, um, which is Warcraft ArcLight Rumble. I don't know if you had a chance to check this out, Lou, but it is essentially Clash of Clans but Warcraft. Yeah, I saw this and I was like, this seems like a weird, I'm not a huge mobile phone game guy. So when I saw this, I was like, oh, they're trying to grab mainstream audiences and get them interested in Warcraft. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it looks to me, it's not like the game I was hoping we'd get. Like, I love a good tower defense, So, uh, but this isn't a tower defense game. It's, it's labeled as a tower offense. I've never been very good at Clash of Clans, but I've, I've appreciated it. I've played it a little bit, but I've never stuck with it. Um, this is going to be a game that has both PvE and PvP, so it'll have a full you know campaign that you can check out. Uh, like Clash of Clans, you'll also be able to play against your friends and such. Um, but it is essentially Clash of Clans built with a Warcraft skin, and it's got like um, like the look and feel of it feels like they took WoW and made it more cartoony. So I don't mind the art style. It's very simple. I definitely like the art style. It's been one of my gripes with the upcoming, is it the uh, uh, Diablo 4 is not out yet, right? Right, Diablo 4. Yeah. The, one of my biggest gripes with Diablo 4 has been that they made it less cartoony and more realistic. And I really liked the cartoony stuff that Diablo 3 did versus what the series had looked like before. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny, though. That's like kind of the opposite that people were were uh, were having with Diablo and, and both... Um, Diablo Immortal and Diablo 4 are taking more of the serious, uh, mature tone when it comes to Diablo. Um, but this kind of looks like they took the the tone of, of Hearthstone and the way that they portray the Warcraft franchise and, and have made it even more uh, cartoony and fun, which is kind of crazy because Hearthstone is already cartoony and fun. Um, and I think this fits really well for a mobile game. I, it's going to be free to play. I'm not going to sit here and be like, I'm not going to try it. Like I I am going to try it. Um, Like, am I going to play it for very long? Likely not. I mean, now I'm seeing some of the gameplay and they do the thing that I really don't like. Like the big trailer announcement is, you know, the CG trailer, which like the MMOs like, oh man, this looks really cool. And then you see the gameplay and it's like, oh, right. This is, this is a hype trailer. It's not the actual gameplay. Yep. Um, and, yep. I, and I'm looking at the gameplay now and it looks it looks fine. Even though, even though it's a mobile phone game, it's it's Blizzard. So, you know, that most uh, outlets will cover it with reviews mm-hmm. when it comes out. So I'll look and see what people say. Yeah, it just looks like the animations like they've got a really, you know, snappy, slick look to to the animations as as you're dropping your characters and, and they're kind of like 
you know, as an Amiibo fan, I immediately saw this and was like, oh man, it's, it's that toys to life thing where everything you put down is like an Amiibo style thing and it comes to life. Um, but it is, it, it, like, it is still Clash of Clans Warcraft version. And I know, um, alongside this news, there was talk that there were actually two Warcraft, uh, mobile games. The one that was scrapped was the Pokemon Go style game. And this is the one that's, that's launching. Um, although Jason Schreier did say like both were both that were in development were, were held with high regard and, and he was hearing very positive things. I, I have no doubt that this will, this will, um, play this will well. Make some money. It will. I, is it going, I think it's very, it's going to be very similar to what Nintendo did with some of their mobile games that they, they came out. They were, they were well-reviewed. They got played by a bunch of folks, but then like, like everything with mobile market, it just kind of like people move on. People move on so quickly, and you're you're hot one second, and then the next, it's like, oh yeah, you that game's still getting updates. And yeah, the, the, yeah. the the only one for Nintendo that I said would say was not a success was the Mario Kart one. Well, see that one's the one of the few that's still running. Uh, I think I don't know. I don't know why it's still running because that was the, the 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 that game when it came out. I remember reading stuff where people were like, "Yeah, uh, it says I'm playing against real people, but I'm playing against bots." Right. Yeah, it's one of those things where uh, with the Nintendo mobile games, like they it felt like obviously like Fire Emblem Heroes is still running. It's it's their most popular. Uh, Mario Kart is still running. They've Shut down Animal Crossing, uh, and Doctor Mario. I think was around for a little bit. I think Nintendo has kind of exited that mobile market, where unless it makes sense for them to build a product like um, they did Pikmin Bloom, which is which is out now. Yep, and I think I think in the Animal Crossing one, I think is still getting a lot of activity. It it might be. I know they're shutting down uh, Dragalia Lost, or uh, which is. Yep. Not necessarily a Nintendo product, but I think it was a partnership that they kind of uh, are working on with. But I think when it comes to Blizzard, it's it's interesting to see them expanding out into mobile only games. Um, The other one being Diablo Immortal is sort of taking the similar approach to what uh, Hearthstone did, which is like it'll be playable on mobile, but you'll also be able to play it on PC. That was some of the newest news that that hit. But we don't know when this is coming out, or at least I didn't see a release date. I'm assuming it's probably going to be this summer. Um, seems like a good time to to launch it. Uh, and uh, yeah, it sounds like it's close. So look forward to Warcraft Arclight Rumble. Uh, Lou, we've got some quick hits here from Nintendo. Over the last couple of weeks, uh, they've announced some some juggling of their release schedule, uh, including Xenoblade Chronicles three being moved from September to July and Splatoon three getting a release date in September. So Nintendo locking in their summer and July games or summer, their summer and early fall games. Uh, but they also announced that the Mario movie was being delayed till spring 2023. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Yeah, the tweet signed "This is Miyamoto," <laughs> which uh, people had a a field day with, uh, it, it, saying that you know the Super Mario Brothers film will be delayed to spring twenty twenty three, launching April seventh in North America and April twenty eighth in Japan. So, I, I mean, personally, I am totally fine with this movie being delayed. Take all the time you need. 
Yeah, I, 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 it's not something I'm chomping at the bit for. Um, I've always been curious about a, 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 a Mario movie. I mean, I, I'm one of the few that does enjoy, for nostalgic purposes, the really crappy live action one from the from the '90s. That movie's all right. Uh, I, I have it on. I actually have a copy of it on DVD floating around the house somewhere. Um, it, so, and I've seen there's an animated uh uh mario movie that was only in japan i've seen a fan sub version of that before and it was all right it's fine it's mario i, I mean i'm not expecting rocket science it, but it's the fact that they're delaying it it's not surprising to me i felt like when they announced it i felt like they were announcing it too early they were announcing it with their cast and i was like that's fine but you're not gonna get me hyped with this cast you're gonna get me hyped with a trailer that's always my thing is I, I, I need I need a trailer for to get excited for something. Exactly. I mean, I, I'm I think once the trailer does hit, I think it'll it'll go a long way for uh, for helping uh, fans that are that are worried uh, about that casting. I think all of the casting is fine. Obviously, we've talked about it before. Chris Pratt as Mario yep. is like, whatever, guys, like, I don't think they would cast Chris Pratt if it wasn't going to be fine. Like, uh, it's, it's not stunt casting. I've had a long theory about what this movie's going to be. And if my theory's right, this movie's going to be the ultimate train wreck, but it'll be fun. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. I mean, as someone who's enjoyed the Sonic films, they're by no means perfect films, but they are great Sonic movies. And, well, you know, they're not going to win Oscars. My, the- but- my, my theory is, is Mario is always known as the Italian plumber. And that's not what I picture Chris Pratt as being is the Italian plumber. Maybe. My theory is, is it's going to be a guy who gets locked inside of Mario, inside the Mario universe. And so oh, it's God. Going to be Chris Pratt pretending to be Mario. That's, That's my theory. I hope you're wrong. I hope it's just, please don't give us like alternate universe stuff. I'm hoping I'm wrong too, but we'll see. Uh, all right. Well, let's, uh, let's look at our final news story. And like, this is a big one, but there's, there's, it's really not, it shouldn't come as a surprise, but uh, Embracer Group has uh has looked to purchase Square Enix's uh Western Studios. So we're looking at Crystal Dynamics, IDOS Montreal, Square Enix Montreal, and a catalog of IPs including Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, Thief, Legacy of Kane, and, and a whole bunch of others. So this is essentially Square Enix offloading their Western Studios, which I don't know if you've seen the news, but every time a game comes out from a Western studio Square Enix makes sure to say like, woof, it did not do well. When in reality, did pretty good. You know, like the Avengers game for what it was, it was still successful. It just didn't live up to their quote unquote expectations, which their expectations were probably pretty high considering it's Marvel. Um, but more recently, Guardians of the Galaxy, which was is a fine game, is a great game and sold well, but still, you know, Square Enix saying like, it didn't live up to our expectations. Like, it didn't live up to it. Well, my, my gripe with that has always been I've really liked like I like the Tomb Raider reboot, the first one. And then I think it was Rise of the Tomb Raider is the second one. Or is that the third one? Uh, Rise is the second one. Shadow is the third one. OK, the first two. The first one was great. I had a really good time with it. The second one was good, but I didn't like it as much as the first one. Just because of some of the plot points, I was like, ah, this feels kind of dumb. Uh, and then but by, by the time I the third one came out, I had moved on. 
You know what I mean? The second one was fine. It just didn't excite me enough. And, and, and Square Enix constantly says, oh, these games didn't perform well. These didn't perform well. Well, it's, I've always felt like the games that the Western studio version of Square Enix release feel like they should be B-tier titles, not AAA titles. And to me, a B-tier title is not a $60 game. It's a $50 game or a $45 game. And that's always where I've stood with those, is those games can be good or they can be bad. It's nothing I want to take a $60 risk on. Yeah, I, I think Square Enix expectations are just too high. I um... and, I, and, and no offense, but I saw the Marvel game as a train wreck from the moment they released that trailer i was like this is not gonna go good a lot of people like, did yeah and i and and then i they released the demo on uh consoles and steam and i remember my friend was all excited for this game he had pre-ordered it and everything and he was so excited and then he downloaded the demo and the first thing he did when he after he finished playing the demo was he canceled the pre-order and 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 I was like, and I watched him play the demo for like an hour, and I'm like, "Where's the game? This looks dumb." And and this is the same friend that you know he and I both played through the the Spider-Man game on PlayStation, and we were both like, "This is the greatest thing ever." And then we played that game, and we're like, "Where's Spider-Man?" Because I'm gonna go back to Spider-Man. Yeah, no, I I think with Avengers, it was one of those things where I believe. I have no inside info. I don't think anybody does with the, when it, but my my opinion is that they wanted to make a linear, you know, Avengers experience similar to Rise of the Tomb Raider and um Square Enix is like, "No, we got to do a Destiny like." And I think it was a publisher decision and they just had to go yep. with it and it was a huge I, investment. I I 100 I you uh, 100% agree. Yeah. Uh there was too many people trying to cash in on the Destiny thing. Just like there was just too many people to try to cash in on the MMO thing. Right. You know, they can only be two or three hits. Well, and I mean, even when you look at Destiny, like it took Bungie a whole game to figure out the Destiny thing. Yeah. Um, you know, the, Destiny 1 was was not the success that we see that Destiny 2 is having right now. So they've done the work. And frankly, I don't think Square Enix did the work when it came. Don't get me wrong. Avengers is still being supported, but I think it's. I think they're getting one more hero. I think it's done after Jane Foster. So, um, but yeah, I'm excited by this. I I think that the studios listed and their, you know, franchises, you know, we could see a new Deus Ex. Um, We we're going to see a new Tomb Raider. There's a new Tomb Raider being built. uh, And I think, I think in UE five. So like under the embracer group, I think that these studios will get new life. Uh, Not that square Enix was like letting them languish, but I would love for a new Deus Ex. Um, I played through the first two, um, and I enjoyed them quite a bit. And I went, uh, can we get a third one? And it hasn't happened in that thing. That second game is what, like five, six years old now? Uh, yeah. What was it? It was, uh, and again, that was another <laughs> game uh, that came out. It was, was it Ex Machina? Was that what it was? Something like that? Or... Yeah, the first one's Human Revolution, right? And now, then I forget what the up. second one. The, the other one is the other one has an almost exactly the same as the first title title, and I it's oh. always confused me. It's Mankind Divided, is what it was. Yeah, Mankind Divided. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, like, I think that Square Enix 
I don't know if they knew what they what they wanted these studios to do. They obviously wanted them to produce, you know, um, yeah. successful games. But I don't know if you've read the other thing that happened is one of the reasons why all of this was being sold off is Square Enix was getting into the NFT market and it was <laughs> going to use the money from this sale to get into the NFT market. And I don't know if you've read the news this week. But the NFT market has crashed. Yeah, the, it, it's not surprising. Uh, no, I, I think that was one of the quotes from Square Enix where they said they were going to use, I think they got $300 million for this. So it's not, I, I think that was the number. I, I don't have the, the number in front of me. But yeah, it yeah. was, it was, it was by, all, by all standards, it was a small dollar amount in comparison to the other big purchases that are happening. I mean, $300 million is, yeah. is still a, a good chunk of change. But um, you're right. Like one of their lines was like, oh, we're going to invest it in the blockchain and AI and cloud. And I'm like, wow, Um, you know, that do what you got to do. If you feel like you are going to go down that route, like I just don't think it's worth it. You know, Uh, a lot. I think there is more hate for it than than love. Well, there's more hate for it. And also, I don't know where these these executives are so disconnected from their actual the actual market in which they're serving things to. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares about NFTs unless they've got money. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's weird. anybody that seems to tell me that anybody that seems to tell me that NFTs are the next thing tend to be somebody that's a millionaire. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, uh, the, us average people are not interested in buying an NFT. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I certainly am not interested. I mean, uh, it is it is what it is. What is it? There's a guy. There's a guy that bought the the first Twitter post as an NFT, and uh, it, he paid millions of dollars for it. And I I read an article this week that its estimated value is fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Um, there, there's something else about this that I I've seen you know bouncing around, and it was uh like offloading their Western studios made them like a, like a more attractive bio, you know, option. Like if someone wanted to come in and buy Square Enix, like obviously these are all rumors, but like the idea of maybe PlayStation purchasing Square Enix, um, obviously that, that is likely not to happen. It it sounds like the FTC is looking very closely at both the Bungie purchase and the Activision Blizzard purchase. So like, I don't think anyone's going to be rushing out to buy, like a a large publisher yeah there's too much movement right with the blizzard activation activision thing with microsoft there's still too much going on moving around i don't think anybody's gonna try and make another big purchase anytime soon yeah especially whereas there's more stuff coming out with that blizzard activate activision microsoft purchase thing where that 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 gets shadier by the day yeah yeah, it's not great. There's there's a new news story every every week that's just like, wow, like um I don't think this purchase is going to go through, but they're going to they're going to try. And uh I I yeah. think it will go through in the end, but I think they might end up having to break it up a little bit. 
Yeah. I mean, we'll uh, we'll continue to to keep an eye on all these uh, movings and purchasings and, and all that. But uh, that is going to do it for the news this week. If you want to join in the conversation, you can go to bit.ly slash TGI Discord. Join our uh, Discord channels and chat it up. You can also email the show, info at gamersinpodcast.com. If you want to have your email right on the show, uh, you can do so by emailing us and we'll We'll put it in the notes and we'll address it. Lou, before we head out, uh, where can the fine folks listen to you on the internet or or view your tweets per se? Oh, uh, the easiest place to find me on the internet is look for the name Busy Zombie Lord on all the social media that matters. And uh, if you've list- liked listening to my dulcet tones and you want to listen to me and Ryan talk some more, we also do Zombies Ate My Podcast where we talk about zombies every week and complain about The Walking Dead. So if that sounds up your alley, let's give us a listen. Yeah. We talk video games there too sometimes. There's there's some crossover. Yes, we do. Which is nice because yes, it means is. I only have to uh, only have to prep one thing that week. So uh it works out in everyone's cheater. favor. <laughs> yeah, cheater cheater. Uh but yeah, I do appreciate you jumping on the show. It was really great to chat with you uh and talk Steam Deck. So uh, definitely uh, check out zombiesatemypodcast.com uh, because we have a, a great time talking about zombie content, uh, which uh, there's a lot of it. So there you go. Uh, if you want more Gamers In, though, go to gamersinpodcast.com. You'll find all of our past episodes there, even though we absolutely say do not go back to episode one. People still do it. Lou, it's a thing they do yes, here, they too. Do. So uh, it's fine. It's fine. It's all on there. So it's it's... We would have the ability if we didn't want people to listen to episode one, but it's there. It's there. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. You can find Jocelyn at Joss Plays, myself at R. Murphy, and Lou at Busy Zombie Lord. But don't forget to follow the show at The Gamers Inn. Thanks for staying at The Gamers Inn. Tune in next week where we'll be talking about uh, unpacking and all kinds of fun stuff. That's a game. That's a game on Game Pass. It's not. It's not just me talking about unpacking so uh, i made it sound lame but definitely come back next week it's gonna be fun